I'm James Ingram, and welcome to Make My Logo Bigger, where we speak with creatives in the ad business. This week on Make My Logo Bigger, we speak to an entrepreneur who has received awards for business management, entrepreneurship, marketing, public speaking, and leadership. He started his first business in Atlanta, Canada when he was only 11 years old, and it seems he hasn't stopped since. The co-founder of Brainworks, the growth agency, the one and only Brad LeBlanc. This possibilitarian is dedicated to helping his clients succeed on a global scale through disruptive thinking, innovative ideas, and infectious positivity. Brad currently leads a team of more than 20 full-time talented creative artists and marketers in exceeding expectations of clients from a wide variety of industries. They've helped clients shatter Guinness World Records while raising millions for charity, have helped host world leaders. Brad has worked with hundreds of clients on thousands of projects over the past decade. As a leader of this full-service integrated marketing agency and multi-hat-wearing entrepreneur with a passion for people, events, and hospitality, he specializes in helping companies and organizations of all sizes develop growth strategies and execute creative campaigns to help them get from where they are to where they want to be. The journey is not without its valleys, and Brad will tell you there are more valleys than peaks, but the key is to never give up. Brad, you're here. I'm here and you made so it. happy to be here. Welcome. Thank you for making the time. It's a real pleasure to be here and what a space you have. Thank you. We love it. So this is this is kind of exciting. You and I have been kind of back and forth on this a little bit, but just this morning, we're here, you have a big announcement and you finally make about a certain world leader who will be coming to Atlantic Canada. Should uh, we start there? I think that's a great place to start. And, you know, it's all happening in celebration of the Nova Scotia Cooperative Council's 75th anniversary. Wow. Uh, it, as it happens, it is also Canada's co-op and credit union week. So what people don't necessarily know, credit unions and cooperatives in Nova Scotia not only have $5.4 billion in asset in management, which is a really good thing for the economy, they're the third largest employer group in the whole province. Wow. And so uh, Diane Kelderman, their fearless leader and CEO, this is her vision, her project, the same group who we were pleased to work alongside hosting President Obama in 2019. So, you know, all credit, all kudos kudos to them. And, and, you know, it's one thing to have the dream and make it possible, and then you need support. So East Coast credit unions uh, are very, very closely connected with the Cooperative Council, and we're the very first yes and are the presenting sponsor. So when you get your first yes, it's incredibly empowering on something as ambitious as this. So, you know, you're talking about a $3 million project for the council. Wow. That's how much it costs to do something like this. And something like this goes far beyond a stadium event. But to have Michelle Obama visiting Atlantic Canada. It's what you do with it. Yes. That matters. Yes. The, the easy thing to do uh, would simply be to announce a wonderful event, put the event on sale, sell it out and be done with it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Diane wanted to do, the council wanted to do, everyone supporting it, which went from no support to more than 20 organizations, um, even before we were able to make the announcement this morning, jumping on board, was last time with President Obama, we developed something called the Future Leaders Program, which was to do our best to work with post-secondary institutions to put young people, future leaders in the room yeah. for free, which requires, of course, someone paying for every head. And that was extremely successful. This time we've tripled down. Uh, so we've created the diversity delegation at a time in which that is more important than ever. Yes. And it's going to be made up of a thousand of those people future leaders from six post-secondary institutions, including the University of New Brunswick and the University of Prince Edward Island. 
So it truly is a regional uh, event of magnitude happening here. The second group is a thousand young women and women in leadership, thanks hey. to Mount St. Vincent in honor of their 150th anniversary. Um, you know, it's wonderful when someone says yes to supporting and then follows it up with, well, what else can we do? Yeah. What more can we do? And how wonderfully Atlantic Canadian that is. Yeah. And then the, the third group is members of EDI communities and traditionally underrepresented groups. So taking the lead on that is the Black Business Initiative. Yeah. We have a longstanding partnership collaboration with them. So not only are they a partner on the event, they and many others in their ecosystem are going to make sure that those are the right thousand people wow. in each of those categories. So we need a lot of support to make that happen. Uh, the Nova Scotia Cooperative Council is a force to be reckoned with, but they are a nonprofit organization. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of excitement, but it's what you do with these things that count. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, you're, uh, we've been together a few minutes now and it all you seem to have an aptitude for for not taking too much credit for yourself but giving it to to others but how long have you been working on this we were just talking about that well diane has been working on this i think since uh president obama left the stadium uh back in 2019 wow. realistically um but the the per, her persistence really really paid off uh we've now had to do three years of work in about a month and a half wow um and to bring it into existence without being able to put things in writing yeah um, requires a lot of trust yes. and a lot of faith and a lot of confidence and no surprise, Atlanta, Canada came through and is continuing to come through. Uh, you know, we become very popular on days like today. Yeah, it's just so great for the region to have that announcement again, more eyes on us, more positivity, uh, more growth potential. And think about the themes, right? Oh, beautiful. Community, impact, hope, resilience, right? We can think inclusion. of- Inclusion. Inclusion, right? Diversity and inclusion. I, I think the quote we shared yesterday when we made the announcement of the diversity delegation is diversity is a fact. Yeah. And inclusion is an act. And so of this that. is about acting. This yeah. is about doing the hard thing, mm -hmm. doing, taking the road less traveled, running to the ragged edges of what- people might think is reasonable yeah. Or, yeah. or possible, right? So, and that's the spirit of the cooperative Running sector. towards it, not away from it. Run towards it. You know, I think they're often referred to as uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. I right? love it. What's the uh, Prometheus quote? Uh, big ideas have small beginnings. Isn't yeah. that right? And, yeah. and something that we like, you know, we're very active in the local uh, movement here across uh, Atlantic Canada and promotion of entrepreneurship as well. But global starts local. Yes. Global starts local. Yeah. And we can ask many of the, the names that come to mind here in the region. You know, maybe it started with a potato. Yeah. A single potato. That's right. Right. Or a blueberry. Or a blueberry. Right? Yeah. Or a certain brewing recipe. Yeah. Right. And these That's are right. only the consumer goods that we're talking about. These yeah. are only the consumables, right? Yeah. We have many other great exports in Atlantic Canada, far beyond that. It's really an amazing time to be working and living in this region. It's, you know, the region is not without plethora of challenges. Yeah. But on the other side of that is probably something brighter than any of us can see right now. Change is painful. Uh, Robin Sharma, I think, said all change is scary in the beginning, messy in the middle. Yeah, I love that. You just got to stick through to the end part and yes. most folks don't. No, that's right. So you've been recognized for your work in entrepreneurship, marketing, public speaking and leadership. Can you tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur? Anything but easy. Um, you know, it, it, it often looks one way to the outside world that anyone who's started a business or, or, or followed a dream would, will tell you that um, for every great day, there's probably two or three hard days on no, the other side. Yes. Of it. um, it's been a seven, it's been a seven day a week uh, effort. And, and all I can really say is, you know, the right people find you and they come to you at the right time. 
Yeah. And, you know, being willing to change and yes. evolve is important, but so is being willing to fail, hoping not to fail, doing yeah. everything you can do to avoid that. Yeah. But being so committed to the result or the outcome or the impact yes. or the influence that the risk of failure is a completely acceptable thing. It is a driver. I mean, I, I, we've all had them. We have days upon days. Sometimes you're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I moving in the right direction? What is happening? You know, are people going to get back to us? What are we doing? And then, you know, you go, you get a little low and then things start to come in and you're starting to feel that buzz again. And if things are happening, it's like, ah, this is why. You just got to stick with it. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know about you, but I, I just, the idea of doing a, a normal job, we'll call it with predictable outcomes has no appeal. I think uh, hyper unemployability right. uh, might, <laughs> I love it. Uh, might yeah. be a trait of, of many entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, it, overqualified and underqualified. You know, the joke that I, yeah. I always make is, uh, you know, I've always been stuck somewhere between most likely to succeed and dead last likely to Six. succeed. Exactly. Uh, and, and any support I've had or success I've had is truly because of other people, whether they're yeah. members of the Brainworks team, clients, suppliers, all the people we don't know who are out there supporting and cheering yeah. on and ambassadoring, right? And so Journey is an entrepreneur from a, a DJ service when I was 11 there to you a go. pressure washing company. Um, you know, I certainly worked a summer over a deep fryer. Uh, yeah. I had a full-time uh, office gig working at a hockey team. Uh, and that was, whew, was that ever an eye-opening experience? Yeah. I can remember lugging uh, couches up and down the stairs of the Moncton Coliseum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd taken my tie off to uh, to lug the couch and I got in trouble for wow. not having my tie on. Yeah. So, you know, what I also learned is that, you know, when you're an employer, you actually have to set and establish and hold those standards. Yeah. Uh, so I might not have had that perspective at the time, mm -hmm. but I can understand it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially when we think about image and professional slippery slope, slippery slope, slippery slope. Right. So. Uh, an incredible journey, but you know, the lows are low, the highs are high. Yeah. I would say the lows right. are long and the highs are short. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when I talk to people, do I think entrepreneurship is extraordinary? Absolutely. I'll be an entrepreneur the rest of my life. We're just going to add the word social in front of it. Yeah. So we love the term, picked up on it right away, possibilitarian. Um, did you invent that? Can you, can you expand? Expand on a little bit of what that means. Oh, you give me far too much credit. Uh, uh, I wish I invented that. I heard that once and a, a possibilitarian, it just, it just stuck with me. And I think it stuck with me I'm from a, I'm an adopted kid from a single income family in Riverview. Right. Humble beginnings. And so much love and encouragement and support. But what do you do yeah. with an ADHD ridden redhead kid? Yeah in Riverview, New Brunswick and, yeah. you know, from you, 1989 on, You were a lot. Right? Yeah. I, I was a lot and I am a lot, you know, yeah. I used to hate that. I'm coming to learn that that's the magic and it that's is. the power, right? Go where people, hardest lesson I've ever learned, only spend time with people whose eyes light up when they see you come. Yeah. And they're out there, but the critics tend to be quite a bit louder. Yeah. So a possibilitarian is not someone who sees the best in themselves, but they see beyond in other people. Mm -hmm. what they even believe to be possible for themselves. Right. And so it's almost like I can see infinite, I have a responsibility to see infinite potential inside of everyone mm. and, and do whatever is possible, whether we interact once at, or we interact a hundred times to remind you that it's always been inside of you. Yeah. It's there. You don't need to find it. Yeah. You need to let it out. Yeah. Um, and I think the world uh, encourages safety. And that makes sense. There are many days in which safety is a very tempting thing to mm -hmm. pursue. Mm -hmm. But I know that the great rewards 
And for me, that is about impact, not dollars. It's never been about dollars. It's always worth it. And that in, in itself is why you're successful. I think that a lot of people have said a lot of things like that to me over the years. And interestingly enough, that narrative has kind of told me what to become. Yeah. You know, I have a horrible memory. I think it comes with neurodiversity and ADHD, but also yeah. just working 18 hours a day for yeah. six or seven days a week. For There's so much 11. water going under the bridge. There's so much water going under the bridge. But I remember the very first magazine, uh, very first newspaper article that anyone ever wrote to me because my mom would come into my bedroom and read it to me every day when I was a teenager. And so the power of uplifting words. It was written by Linda Hershey. And I think they ended up being the words. I think Linda Hershey ended up being possibilitarian for me because mm -hmm. I saw nothing at the time that she saw. Right. And she said, Brad LeBlanc is an unforgettable young man. He's genuine and engaging. His energy is rivaled only by his bigger than life personality. And when you're in his company, you're truly struck by the feeling that one day you'll be able to say, I knew him when. Right. Wow. And I still can't get it out without tearing up. Yeah. Um, and so only in recent years have I even put the two together. Yeah. I didn't know this all along. She gave you permission. And, and, and saw something that yes. I didn't see. Yes. And then when she shared it, other people started to share it. Yeah. And, and could see it. And so I, I with my life, I'd like to be able to do that. And I'm so passionate about Atlantic Canada, not because all is well and glorious, but because I see the challenges. Yeah. And there's a lot of deconstruction that needs to happen in order to reconstruct and move towards a more harmonious yeah. diverse, inclusive, empowering and entrepreneurial tomorrow, which is the one that brings the best out in all yeah. of us. Right. And so never underestimate the power of a small act, kindness or generosity. You know, yeah. we, we hear the negative, not the positive. Yeah. The negative seems to always find its way to us. So powerful. And you still think about that every day. It's um on the dark days I do. Yeah. On the dark so yeah, too. you know, the key is to try and be grateful in the days going well. That's right. Not just the, the opposite. To be humble. <laughs> Where did the idea or inspiration for founding Brainworks come from and how is building this agency unfolded for you? Well, we're about the most unagency thing, I think. You know, when, when we started, it was born in a sunroom in Dieppe as an idea with less than no money. Yeah. And I was very fortunate to share that idea with people who said yes. And the next words out of their mouth what were, but we're not putting five cents into it. You, right. have to, you, you have to make it go. Wow. And so that's what we've done for the better part of 10 or 11 years. Wow. Uh, up until the point in time that the pandemic yeah. rolled in. Yeah. A total lost fire burned our business down. Wow. And we have fought to keep uh, the team engaged the entire way through that three-year journey. Uh, insurance covered 30% of the loss after bringing in uh, extra support. So, so we can be bitter about past. So you could have... You could have made a case for, for walking away. That was a lot of blows. A whole bunch of people were calling me making the case for us walking away. And I think that's the exact reason you didn't to dig in and give it to give it just all you've got. Yeah. Right. That I believe in the concept of the transmutation of energy. You know, we can learn so much from nature. Mm -hmm. We can learn so much from trees. Right. So be like a tree. Take it all in, but only put the good out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so hard to do that as flawed, imperfect human being. Yes. Wow. That, that sounds Herculean. And again, you know, those moments when you're in business for yourself and you go through those extended periods and you survive, man. There's strength in that moving forward. You like know, if you can do that, the pain gets you there. Yeah. Right. I, I think inevitably, if you make the right moves, surround yourself with the right people, tell your spawn to what happens. Yeah. We've been really fortunate. The only reason I'm sitting here or any of the brain workers are sitting where they are or we're able to do anything is because of the generosity of other people. Yeah. Not yeah. because of how great we are. Yeah. We're a bunch of, we, we like to, we were talking about employment, right? You know, 
know, Brainworks is a very tough place to work. Right. It's a great place to work, but it's not for most people. No. Uh, it just what it takes to be so results driven. Yeah. So focused. Yeah. No billable hours. No retainers. What do you mean no account reps? Wow. You know, and it's not for most people and it's very challenging. And so we've always believed one to two years is, is a hard time to learn and grow in a period of time as a team member. Yeah. Two to five, we think it's a beautiful, beautiful sweet spot in today's world. Yeah. Five to 10. Wow. You must really be in for the ride. And, you know, some yeah. of our folks have been with us for eight or nine of our 11 year journey. Uh, and 10, we insist that you leave. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm in the process of kicking myself out. Right. You're firing yourself. I'm firing myself. And, and you know, you have to, it's all now about what are the next moves? Who are the next people? And the only question we need to answer is who are the people who could take it further than we have? Wow. Do you have a ceiling on your, on your dreams and ambitions? I haven't found one. Well, anything I've thought was unreachable or at the top of my list, some way or another by force of the universe or force of will or force of luck or force of generosity seems to have come true. Yeah. The same can be said though of every fear I've ever had. Right. And every low I thought, oh gosh, I have, that never happens to me. Yeah. I hope I never get divorced. Yeah. I hope I never go bankrupt. Yeah. I hope this never happens to me. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Wow. You quite literally have to walk through the fire sometimes. Yeah. And then, and come out the other side. So we talked a little bit about this, but what sets Brainworks apart from other agencies in the scene? You Sounds know, like a lot. You know, to me, we wanted to be complimentary. And when we started, there weren't a lot of agencies. The thing that makes me happiest is there's probably 10 times the number of agencies in Atlanta, Canada, as there were, if we talk about agencies of more than two or three people, um, and it's wonderful. And then you think about the impact of the one, two, and three people and their impact collectively is more than all the agencies. Yes. So we want to complement and add to the agency ecosystem. And one of the things that I love to do is partner with other groups in the industry, whether yeah. they're production houses or other agencies. We don't see it as a competitive thing. I know that most folks don't share that opinion, um, but for us, it's not merciless business. Yeah. It's business as a force for good. So you're not hiding uh, from other agencies. You have a very open approach to uh, our, do our door is wide open. Wow. Um, are we always met with uh, the same? Mm -hmm. No, not always. But, you know, your people find you. Yes. You're not for everyone and neither am I. Yeah, right. That's right. And, and so when we're pursuing uh, either people that we're recruiting uh, to join the, you know, to become a brain worker or a client is looking at hiring us, I spend more of my time trying to scare people away. Right. Than I do trying to persuade them or convince them that we're the right fit. Yeah. Um, because we are not smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and process driven. And it's hard to meet deadlines yeah. when you're trying to drive great yeah. results at high velocity, right? And, and so pivoting at a high speed um, a lot of times is not for everybody. To the needs of the clients, to the needs of the people yeah. creating the work, right? Sometimes great work takes hours, sometimes it takes years. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, since the pandemic, it seems like you, you really have to be in the mode that today, okay, everything's fine, but tomorrow it can change on a dime. I think it you know, will. Wildfires, pandemic, there just seems to be this sense that you need to be able to pivot quickly uh, and, and without judgment in, With, this, in this world right now. I think if I had any advice for anyone, it's, it's just embrace change at as high a velocity as you possibly can. Yeah. That's very hard to do. It's easy to sit here and say that. It's yeah. very hard to do. Um, but detaching from the outcomes yeah. is so, so important yeah. um, when you're in it. Yes. I'm still in it. Yeah. I'd love to be on it. Yeah. But I'm in it. Yeah. And whatever it takes is whatever it takes. Yeah. But you cannot win if you give up. No, you cannot. That is so true. Um, you speak of the importance of disruptive thinking and achieving success. Can you explain what you mean and uh, share some examples of how you applied this in your own work? 
You know, disruptive thinking is is simply the discipline of exploring the path least traveled. Mm. And that at its core requires courage and courage requires courage. Yeah. And so when we say disruptive thinking, we're often having conversations with potential clients or about potential projects because they're divergent in some way Mm -hmm. or they're looking to evolve or grow or destigmatize or stand out. And so by virtue of it, it means in order to help others achieve different things, we need to even go about the thinking of those things in a different way. Right. And why we are in the business is simply to stand in service to other people, yeah. whether they're small businesses, big businesses. You know, we've worked with, we have a joke, you know, we have a great client, Amazing Adventures. They have llamas. Yeah. That you walk them on the beach. They're hugely successful, hugely mm-hmm. popular, always investing in their business. Very small. Local. And we've done work with billion dollar brands. So from llamas to Obama. Yeah. Brainworks can do it all. And and we don't say that from an egotistical standpoint. It just gives you the depth and breadth of the weirdness of the stuff that actually fires us up. Yeah. Now, if we could find the world in which we were getting paid what we need to have this size of a team, this level of equipment and these facilities to be able to operate at this level and create an environment in which people could thrive, we would do mission-based work all day long. Right. Um, but what you need to do in business, of course, is do good with what's left over. Mm-hmm. And what Brainworks has done, and we did learn it from our predecessors, is give until it hurts and then give a little more. Right. So I can tell you absolutely, and the accountants are very happy and angry to back me up, that we've given away far more money than we've ever made. Right. And you're not changing that. And we're not changing that. We might yeah. change ourselves based on the situations yeah. and outcomes. But, you know, when you're in business, you're an ever-evolving company. Yeah. If you'd like to stay one. Yeah. Right. And even the idea of being a company is not something I'm married to. Yeah. You're really challenging a lot of the uh, forms. It's great. Well, we're going to try. It doesn't all stick and, and yeah. none of it is easy. But, you know, I, I think uh, unlike the contractor's front lawn, you guys practice what you preach. So you built your company to in order to mirror, you know, how you approach other companies. We, we've tried to and we've tried to evolve the company around the people as well. Yeah. As those people come and the seasons come. The services that we offer today will be different than the services we offer a year from now. Yeah. Um, and the way in which we do it. And so that's very hard to understand. And it's part of the we're not for most clients. And, and, you know, and also, again, with the changes, this acceleration in what's happening in the world and technology and everything, it just feels like it's gone hyper We couldn't us. catch up to it if we tried. No. And so the embracing of change as our theme once again, is it? you know, it's how you recover from failure. Yeah. Right. It's how, OK, it's a threat. Artificial intelligence is it a threat or is it the biggest opportunity of our lifetime? Right. Yeah. How do we well, it depends on how you respond to it. Yeah. And then it depends on how you follow up in action, right? Nothing, you know, dreams, aspirations are the core of everything, but you do have to take the action and put in the work. As leader of a full service integrated marketing agency, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in helping companies develop growth strategies and execute creative campaigns? Absolutely everything is tailored. And that is the biggest challenge. Tailored to the needs of the client the needs of their stakeholder groups or their customer groups. Um, It's like everything is a tailored suit all the time. And you're trying to use the materials that you have with the team of people with the skills that they have to maximize the extraction of potential. And then we happen to do it through things like videography, design, animation, strategy. Yeah. And so we don't have a tried and true proven 
15 step process where we take you from here to there. Our goal with our clients is to get them from where they are closer to where they want to be. But the real story is our job is to equip them with things that help them do that. Yeah. Interesting. So you input, you take in everything they've done, you, you're interested in what they're doing, who they're doing it for, all of that. And then you just let that take you where it needs to go. You know, you're not married to any process or anything. We have strategic processes for discovery to extract that information. Yeah. Um, but we, you're not weighed down by We're not weighed down. And, in, so it makes us really more great fluid and totally imperfect. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. But Some you, projects yeah. are very straightforward. The vast majority are not, right? It's like it contains, every project contains multitudes. Yeah. And every decision you make and every conversation you have has the ability to transcend which direction you go into. And so part of our job is to push the status quo while being really great at hearing the implied and unimplied needs of the client. Right. And so it is all everyone is a puzzle mm. yeah yeah i find in, in working with agencies and, and creative directors over the years uh i just find that thinking you know that discovery when you have a new client and they're coming up with a campaign idea or a direction i find that really interesting the way their brains work you know our job is usually to take those ideas if they need some assets created in photo video etc uh, and we realize that that's our that's usually our job but how they get there how you get there with that thinking i always find immensely interesting and, you know, it, in, in our world, we do try to co-create with the clients. Yeah. It's part of trying to align with the right clients. Yeah. Right. And, you know, has every project and every client left happy of, of no agency ever on planet Earth? Well, would I love for it to have been the case? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a high degree of success, but it's like working inside a pressure cooker. Yeah. When you when you work at Brainworks, it can be this way in peaks and valleys. Right. Mm -hmm. We also offer extreme flexibility. Right. You know, full time job, but only three days required in the Imagination Center. Yeah. Right. But the Imagination Center is a hospitality space, not an office. Right. Right. It has a studio on the first floor. It has food and beverage uh, built into it. It has yeah. a wellness room. Yeah. Um, it has two showers. Right. And, and so we try to build for the humans. Yes. Um, those are hugely, hugely costly things that don't make any good business sense on paper. Right. But you're but creating the, an environment uh, for people to do their job at the highest level. The work that they can do, if that kind of environment, when paired with being such a challenging place mm. to be, is the kind of thing they like, yes. Mm. You know, I'm constantly letting people know they do not want to work at Brainworks, even though it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how is that, how is your hiring practice been like you feel when you when that when that happens and you're bringing in a new team member i mean the the structure that you've built there the philosophy you built there it's got to fit in but like it must be a, a, you must spend a lot of time considering hires when you're doing that because it could be very disruptive for the wrong reasons it is it has been and it probably will continue yes. to be and you don't get it right every time right there have been uh, folks uh, who we just weren't the right environment for them yeah uh, and, you know, even though we go through the trying to scare away process, sometimes when they get into it, they realize that wasn't an exaggeration. And it's just very simple. You know, the, the sports teams that are going the furthest are the ones who are, yes, they have maybe the people with a lot of talent, but they're training that talent and exercising those muscles and probably getting up earlier than everybody else. The Miami Heat. You got it. Um, and, and that's how they continually perform and win. And let me tell you, it's exhausting. Yeah. I'm completely and totally exhausted. Yeah. I have been for years. Yes. Um, 
but I'll go as long as I can. I'm not sitting here preaching burnout. Right. I think balance is so extremely important. It's a lesson that I have learned the hard way and still continue to learn the hard yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but when you're an entrepreneur, you know, depending on your business and depending how you set it up, I mean, it really is up to you. Mm-hmm. But how far you want to go, the more people you count on in terms of, you know, clients, suppliers, team members, the more people who are counting on you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people say it must be great. It looks really great. And it is. It is wonderful. But it is wonderful in the fact that you can influence things, you can make decisions, uh, whether they're the right decision or not. Of course, we're all always trying to make the right decision in the highest yeah. interest of everyone. Um, so the But the entrepreneurial freedom really requires being open to an integrated life. Yeah. And I would gladly hold up a mirror and say what you've done here in your home by building your facility yeah. and your studio as an extension of that makes not only brilliant business sense, it's high efficiency. Yes. And it is the integration of your life. Yeah. And as, as opposed we, to I have a work life and then yeah. I have a personal life. But, you know, when we spoke about this downstairs, there was no choice. You know, I needed a solution. So as a... I'm highly jealous. And now I think we need... Well, you can, come and, you can come and be here anytime you like. Done. The door's always open. We have that on record. There it is. You've been named one of the top 20 under 40 in the region by CBC. Were recently accredited federally by the Canadian Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce and traveled to the UK as part of Canada's first ever LGBTQ2 plus trade mission to the UK and Europe. And we've heard you now representing Canada as one of the 47 delegates heading to India in July for the G20 YEA. And last year you were named a Paul Harris Fellow from Rotary. Wow. How does this feel? And how do these things impact Brainworks and the industry? Yeah. I mean, there have been so many wonderful um, recognitions uh, for the work that the Brainworks team has done. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough as a direct result of those efforts and everybody's support over the years to um, be handed some pretty significant, it's even hard for me to talk about it without getting no, emotional, please. But, but recognitions uh, along the way and opportunities, right? And so when we we joined the Gay and Lesbian, uh, the Canadian Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce to go through the uh, accreditation process, because We've always lived this way. You know, Brainworks has has 20 or 25 people from eight different cultures who are also neurodivergent and about as different as you could possibly be. And so, you know, people are like, here, we'd like to give you a Paul Harris fellow. And you're standing there going, I'm the least deserving person for something like this. And that's not responding with grace. And also the question is, where does that voice come from? Mm-hmm. Where does that voice come from? Right. And so what I've had to learn to do uh, is is take what anyone is honoring me with or or saying or doing and trying to, to build something from that. Yes. So once we received our accreditation, which any company can do if they meet the criteria and go through the diligence and you know, submit the yep, financials the work. and do the work and it's yep. about a six month process, but then to get an invitation to be part of Canada's first LGBTQ plus delegation to the UK uh, and Europe, you know, when they told us about the trip, they left out the part that it was Canada's first. Wow. You know, we didn't know that. We were just going because we thought it was a great honor to be invited. We saw a business right. development opportunity and we thought, wow, this is really wonderful. Let's go see what ha- what's the best that can happen. Wow. Right. And then later later you find out and then you, you end up meeting great people. And from that have come clients and collaborators you go. and friends. And that's yeah. not at all why you uh, necessarily do those things. So, you know, my best advice for anyone is simply to keep going. Yeah. Um, and to not let the the, the praise and the credit uh, necessarily go to your head, but I also don't think that humility is a good 
trait. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference between gratitude and humility. Yes. I encourage anyone listening to the podcast to look up the definition of humble. It yeah. actually means to think of yourself as lesser than. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, you know, that's society and, and timing. And But there is an East Coast side to that as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a learned behavior, you know, yeah. hurt people, hurt people, yes. uh, as they say, and, yes. but it, we can choose for it to end with us. I see infinite possibility for the region. Yeah. Uh, and so when I'm lucky enough to be recognized, I've learned to take a bow, uh, but to ensure that that recognition for me or for the firm is really for everything that has led to this moment, which really means it's for everyone who has ever believed in me yeah. or supported me. And yeah. for that, I feel very honored. And then I can stand there and smile uh, and accept something That's because I know something more can come from that. It's a beautiful way to allow yourself to onboard that compliment. And I, and I feel great and I don't want it to come across as, as ungrateful because these things are literally life-changing um, when when they happen to you, right? And so now to be going to to the B20 and the G20 under separate cover yeah. uh, in India wants to represent Canada as a, a delegate under the uh, Futurepreneur YEA program. So 800 people, yeah, maybe something like me, maybe nothing like me from every United Nations country. Incredible. To inform the upcoming G20. Wow. And then to get an unrelated invitation to go to the B20. It's the big leagues. Mm -hmm. That's business as a force for good. Yeah. And it's so global. It, it's global. And and I don't take that lightly. No. You know, I take that with a tremendous sense of seriousness and responsibility. One, I'm representing Atlantic Canada. Yeah. Two, I'm representing Canada. And three, I'm representing the potential yeah. that can come from. But I get the this. sense that you don't see that as like, well, that's a full stop. You see highway beyond that, right? You're, you're already probably starting to see possibilities beyond that. Every day people encourage me and stretch what I believe to be possible. Yeah. That's and, you beautiful. know, today is a great day. Today is a great yes, day, right? It's, it is. it's soft and very quiet and very dark. And you get to make an announcement uh, as we did today for the, for the co-op council. And you're just reminded of all the good that's out there. Why? Because yeah. you're just putting your energy into the good. Yeah. But you know, 90% of the time, it's not the good that's no. flowing in. Yeah. So it's really, really wonderful to be a part of things that are this way. So all of these honors and nominations and accolades, listen, I've not gotten many more awards than I've gotten. Right. Wow. Keep up the good work. What advice would you give to young professionals who aspire to achieve similar recognition and success in their careers? Run towards those jagged, rugged, bitter edges of what you believe to be possible. Go all in on your dreams. If you can dream it, you can bring it into reality. There are no limitations except the ones that you place upon yourselves. And the limitations we place upon ourselves were put there by other people with often the right intentions, not always. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that is unsolvable. And on the days that it is darkest and you feel most like quitting, I want you to know that you are the closest you've ever been to a future so bright that you can't even see it yet. And that is especially true if it looks like everything you thought you wanted looks like it's falling away and being ripped away from you. The best is yet to come and it only gets better from here. Wow. That was beautiful. No pressure. No, but you know, those are, those are words that just make total sense to me. I, you know, I've been there, I've, uh, I'll be there again. Um, but you somehow you just kind of keep going. And you know, it's funny, I, I say this often and 
for someone who probably doesn't sleep much, but a good night's sleep, like you can have, the world can be just collapsing around you and you have a great night's sleep and you get up. And I don't know if it's just entrepreneurs that are like this, but I get up in the morning, I'm like, well, yesterday wasn't that bad. And I see some solutions now. And I think we can move in this direction. Someone really wise. It's wonderful. It's someone really wise once said to me, and I, I completely wrote it off and ignored right. it for 10 years. Now I'm reconsidering my position on that. They, they said, said, as soon as the, the sun goes, goes down, down, do nothing. Yeah. Do nothing. So as an entrepreneur, I don't get a lot of sleep as you don't get a lot of sleep, but a great night's sleep can transform your future. It really, really can. And so for me, I crash early in the day, but my day starts between three and 4 a.m. seven right. days a week. Right. And there's no alarm clock there. You just get up. That's I'm up. Start. That's it. Yeah. Right. And and I feel so privileged. Those hours between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. are the hours in which the greatness can be born. Right. That's when you do your best thinking. And I'm a guy who used to not be able to get into the office before noon. Wow. How did you change that? A lot of pain. Yeah. Happened. So you're and normal, a lot of law. You're a late. You are normally a late night, late morning. Oh, yeah. First. Yeah. Unhealth, not a morning person. Unhealthy, heavy drinking, yeah. lots yeah. of addiction. Right. Uh, all the predispositions, yeah. of course. Right? Yes, of course. Um, without the benefit of family health history. Yeah. That's what happens when you're an adopted kid, right? right? So yeah. later things uh, make a little sense, but you can't blame them. No. no. If you know you're responsible for your response to Just, it, right? Again, there's no one coming. Uh, no, no one's coming. No one's coming. You know, people will be there for you, but you are the only one who will be there for you forever. Yeah. Everything I thought was forever is, is not forever. And that, unfortunately, that includes our closest family and friends and loved ones. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and when we had the great privilege of hosting Sir Richard Brand and like long before Brainworks existed. Wow. I remember he was sitting down doing an interview with Steve Murphy. Um, I remember it really well. And it, Steve said, you know, you've been in hot air balloons and you do all these stunts and change the world and Virgin's a big success. And what are you afraid of, Richard? And he said, I'm really afraid that bad things are going to happen to the people that I love. Yeah. Of all the answers, that's his answer. Yeah. And nothing to do with him at all. Yeah. And I thought that was just so powerful. What was he like? You met him? Oh, yeah. Charismatic. Yeah. Entrepreneurial. British. Yeah. Very British. Bigger than life. Uh, larger than life. But, you know, brilliant entrepreneur, nervous as heck on stage. Right. Interesting. I remember hearing a short snippet from his uh, his wife talking about their journey together. And she said numerous times they thought they were going to lose everything. They put everything into the middle of the table and then let's just make it work. I what think a I'm still in the, What a I'm partnership. What a partnership. And, you know, the power of partnership. Yeah. Right. What a theme. And, you know, I've been all in so many times. I don't recall not being all in. Yeah. Yeah. It feels... Uh, I wouldn't know what it feels like to not be all in. No. And there's a huge sector of people that just cannot even imagine that. I have close friends that just, they work in sureties or they work and they get paid and they're, they're very happy people. They have no idea how I survive what I, what I do. And you're a testament to the very persistence. Yeah. And the pursuit of creative excellence that we're talking about here. That's right. And that, and this is the sheer fact that I really wouldn't function working for somebody else. And, you know, entrepreneurship isn't for most people. No. But it's the only thing for some. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about that is I work for people every day. I get fired every day. I get hired every day, you know, and they come and they go. So it's not like I'm not good at working for people. I love working for people. I just need to be, have my own thing. And there is so much opportunity that comes with that. Yeah. And so much responsibility, also so much pressure. Yeah. Right. Imagine having to be on 
in an interview every day of your life. Yeah. Well, right. A job interview. We're on job interviews every day. Exactly. And, you know, you just mentioned it. So I'll bring it up. You know, I've I've been in recovery for over 30 years. So so I'm an addict and I have an addict personality. Right. So I want excitement. Uh, I want risk. I want to do that. I don't maybe talk about it, but that's what comes out. Well, you're talking about it now. And and so what you're doing is reacting. Yeah. Right. And so then you can actually give a big hug to your addiction. Yeah. And say, well, thank you so much. That's where I've come to. I'm grateful for the neurosis and the and the ad- disease of addiction. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've got a list a mile long. Yeah. Uh, but the first step is embracing that. Yes. And then starting to understand maybe why. Yeah. That's helpful as well. And, and what but, was a liability. But tomorrow's up to us. Exactly. And what was a liability? Those characteristics were a liability, I thought. They're actually assets. They're huge assets. Yeah. You're just. Directing the dragon. Training the dragon. You're directing the dragon. That's it, right? Yeah. I heard a funny uh, quote, you know, entrepreneurs are often very competitive and right. Right, 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 yeah. things. We go from zero to 150 in yeah. one second, one comment, right? And I heard a quote lately and I thought it was just, it would really resonate with entrepreneurs who are up against something at the moment or up against someone, you know, when you try to keep it cool and respond with grace. Yes. You know, it was something along the lines of the monster inside me is sleeping. It's not dead. No. I suggest you don't wake it up. Yeah. 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 I wish I could say that were mine. Yeah. It's not mine. But it's when good. you're an entrepreneur, you can you can say, oh, that's not a great way to be. Or you can go, well, maybe if I'm like that, how can I channel that energy into something that counteracts the thing as opposed to throwing that energy at the thing? And also, you know, pays homage to it too, right? You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of need to pay homage to those demons sometimes, right? And you can use, your demons are your angels. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see them? Man, so many great sound bites here today. I'm just Well, it's it. this big list that I'm reading off of that you gave me when I uh, walked in, everyone. Everyone is no, listening at home. No, no this is a, all you. you. You're just a, a fantastic moderator, and I'm, I'm just so honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Can you share with us a success story of a client you've worked with in the past and how you helped them achieve their goals through your creative campaigns and growth strategies? Yeah, I'm tempted to talk about the, our five-year history with the Nova Scotia Cooperative Council. You know, we did help them with President Obama. We're now helping them with former First Lady Michelle Obama. And we've done a whole bunch of actual creative agency marketing strategic work along the way with them. But I think I'll go somewhere different with yes. this one. And I really, you know, sometimes it can be a paid campaign that you pour your entire being into. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is a terrible business practice, but has put Brainworks where it is, is if we can't deliver someone 10 times the value of what they're paying us, whatever that dollar amount is, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, Now, what does that require? Being willing to do 10 times more work than everybody else or a different way is, will you do it for 10%? And you might not be able to do that or rationalize that when it's a private sector client. And honestly, the private sector clients can make the investments. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, any investment in your brand and communication, if done well, pays for itself in perpetuity. 10 times old. You pay for it in one quarter or one fiscal year and you benefit from it forever. Yeah. uh, As long as it goes well in terms of goodwill, right? Yes. But we, we had the great opportunity to partner with a completely charitable organization, the Beausajour Family Crisis Resource Center, an organization in Shediac who were located on the main dragon Shediac in uh, an old house that was donated to them uh, from a community service club many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And they helped the victims of family uh, and domestic abuse. Uh, so typically women and children. Um, and they had no ability to house 
house anyone. They could offer counseling, RCMP support, uh, and whatever they could offer out of that. And the need uh, for their services, unfortunately, has never been as high as Because those today. clients would need protective residents. They need protective residents. Yeah. They have nowhere to go. It's a big driving like force for why they don't here. leave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many amazing facilities, but still not enough. Right. And, so they came to us uh, to help with a capital campaign and it quite literally went on for years. At the end of the day, a whole bunch of people, we were just there to help put the campaign together, build the materials, do what we do best, bring out the essence of the humanity of what they were doing and who they serve, as opposed to the rational argument of this is the facility and this is how many square feet and this is how many dollars we need. Yeah. And, you know, it's full credit to the organization, full credit to them. But flash forward to finish the 4.8, it started as a $3 million campaign, to finish the $4.8 million campaign, because bills, they grow, uh, when, you're, when you're constructing things, we finished by creating a Guinness World Records breaking attempt in which we were no longer seeking major donations from folks, but we were seeking that every community member who was moved or inspired could donate $5 and it would help. So we came up with this concept called the $5 challenge. And sometimes when you get it, the simplicity is the best thing. Yeah. You know, what's the brand? We could have spent four months. Sure. It came out of someone's mouth and it was done. Right. And the $5 challenge when there were two or three previous Guinness World Record breaking attempts in the region that had fallen short. It's very hard uh, to break the records, often because of the specificity and the requirements. You know, you're off by a millimeter and it's yeah. all over, depending on what you're trying to do or a fluid ounce and it's all yeah. over. Yeah. Um, and so the community rallied together, some $5 at a time, literally kindergarten classes. You know, each kid brought $5 and then they brought the kids to deliver the $5. We opened up the Avenir Center in Moncton. And Atlantic Canadians, man. Incredible generosity. Incredible. So the last quarter million dollars of the campaign was literally in $5 bills. Wow. Uh, you, you know, know a, a lot, lot of small businesses came in and did a stack, right? So they would sponsor what was a row or a half of a row of the right. ICE Center because it wasn't to raise the money. We had to do the longest line of connected banknotes. And there was a huge record in the United States that had already been established. So it took a team of their volunteers who started in the middle of the night, literally with fishing wire. And you can imagine how hard it is and how much the banks liked us for taking all the $5 bills out of circulation suddenly for no reason in all the retail stores. Literally. Literally. Because everyone was looking for fives for the $5 challenge. And so not only did the charity raise the $4.8 million at the end of a four-year campaign, but the community had the opportunity to really, really be engaged and do it $5 at it's a time. Genius. It's genius. So you brought everybody together. So when the cause brought everybody together. Yeah. Our job is to so make problem, sure that the there problem are, the was a better solution. There. there. Can we steal that? I love that. We should trademark that. That's so great. And, and, you know, the client has to have a heck of a lot of trust. And it wasn't our idea to come up with the Guinness World Records no. breaking challenge. It was one of the board members of the client. Yeah. But, but they, they knew, knew that it was possible. They could see something that even we couldn't see. But when you tell things to the right people, which in this case happened to be them telling us, it wasn't yeah. met with that can't be done. It was, you're crazy. Let's do it. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I bet you we can do it. Yeah. I bet you we can solve, overcome, achieve, and break. Right. And so I always say. But there's like, no accident in any of this, I don't think. I mean, you you created the environment, you hire the people, you take on the clients, you you know, impose, you know, your philosophy, they buy in. And then it must be beautiful to stand back and go, wow, what this is working. 
when this it is works, working. there's no feeling like it. No. Because you're help you can see the impact that they wanted happening in real time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if anything, gratitude, we've been too not enough private sector. Can you believe in the transformation uh, through creativity? And how do you inspire, encourage creativity within your team at Brainworks? At its core, creativity is simply new to create, to come up with something new, which of course starts with a, a thought and an idea. I had a mentor once say, you know, stand guard at the gates of your mind, right? That's a very hard thing to do. And transformation requires courage, determination, and stick-to-itiveness. You know, we all want to change and transform, but it's extremely painful to deconstruct yourself, walk away from those comforts and what you knew, and run towards the creation of something you have no idea what's on the other side of it. So you know, are we all scared? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Do we know if anything is going to work ever? We absolutely do not. Is there always a huge risk of failure? I think it's part of the creative process. And it's certainly part of communications because what's communications? It's just how we interact with one another. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I, I've sort of went on a bit of a journey this winter with the cold plunges and I did it for a number of reasons, but one of the spinoffs was the fact that it was difficult. And that I didn't want to do it. And I found a power in that. There's an importance in that, in doing things that are difficult and you're scared. I mean, every, I can remember I would do a workout and I'd be start thinking, I can't do this. There's no way I can get in that ice bath again. And I just got in and it got easier. And it kind of, there was a strength in that. That there, you know, that you kind of, uh, you kind of onboard that and you use it in your day-to-day -day life uh, as a, you know, weaponize it in a positive way. If you can take the physical plunge, it's because you, if you put your body in there, yeah, you already made the decision. Yeah. Because your body doesn't want to be, your, your mind, mind thinks, thinks that your body doesn't want to be in there. Yes. And it wants to give you every excuse in the world not to plunge. Yeah. Not to plunge yeah. today. Not right? today. Just, well, maybe tomorrow, but not today. All you ever have to worry about. I wish I knew this. There's only today. Yeah. That's right. There's only today. Yeah. There's only this Yesterday's moment. gone. Yeah. Learn from it. Learn the right lessons. Stop mm -hmm. living there though. It's yeah. gone. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Tomorrow will look after itself when you look after when it today. When it becomes today. When it becomes today. Yeah. yeah. What's next for you and Brainworks? Can you share any exciting projects or initiatives? Not like you don't have enough that we haven't already talked about uh, that you're currently working on and have planned for the future. You know, for Brainworks, we're having a lot of very interesting conversations uh, as we close out our 11th fiscal Congratulations. year in the next two days. So no added pressure uh, with everything this week. Um, it has been a tumultuous, chaotic, yeah, unsexy, catastrophic journey. And uh, uh, sounds like you're going to Everest or uh, something. I think Everest looks pretty good. Everest yeah. looks pretty good right you now. Walk in the park. Uh, well, you know, easy to say that. Yes, but uh, but you know, you make the journey and, and you're willing to you're willing to take it. So we're having some conversations now. I've committed to as I did when we started to take his break to take Brainworks absolutely as far as I can. Now we're having some conversations in the very early days about what direction to move forward. And I'm really honored to say that we don't have a specific direction but with each passing day conversations deepen and new people seem to be poking their hands up mm. every couple of weeks to to talk about partnerships 
collaborations, possibilities. And I think that that is a signal yeah. that the time is coming. And, you know, I would have fired myself a year ago very gladly. Right. Um, but that's not a choice. Yeah. And it's not a choice right now. Yeah. But there are a lot of really wonderful people around us and, and candidly coming out of left field who, when we exit, whatever way we decide to exit, whether that's commercially or philanthropically mm -hmm. or through a collaboration or partnership or joint venture or cooperative or nonprofit or whatever yes. is to come, it simply has to mean that the potential has expanded. Right. That's the criteria that needs to be met above all else. And we can't have an exit where the essence of brain works, which is really generosity mm -hmm. and some combination of never good enough syndrome. Yeah moves on. So what I would say to, and I do say to people who are looking at it from a commercial standpoint, is it's a horrible idea. Right. Wow. It's a really horrible idea. Mm. And on the other side of that, depending on what your motivations are, there's nothing better but infinite potential. Yeah depending who comes along and what they hope to do with it. Yeah. I hope that what we've been able to accomplish to this point, thanks to the generosity of others, is dwindled by what's to come. Wow. I've committed to uh, sticking with the troops very shortly. I'll step down as president three or four days from now uh, and I'll put a new hat on. I'll be Brainworks' global creative ambassador. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a part of, you know, what can I do that moves the needle the most for Atlantic Canada? And that happens to be help Brainworks by getting out of its way. Right. And then I'm assuming build something else or I'm into year 15 yeah. We're at year 11 right now. Yeah. So whether the timeline is tomorrow for a transformation, a change and an announcement, and it's something that happens over the next three to four years, whether it happens instantaneously because the future is so bright that we would be flabbergasted right. not to pursue it. Um, I'm at the helm in the ways that I could possibly be at the helm all the way to year 15. Right. Right. They say, you know, if you make it the first couple of years in business, you've, you've, you've outlasted 80 or 90%. Yeah. And so we, we did that many years ago. Yeah. And now we've experienced so much trauma and drama and loss and criticism that our motivations are the highest they've ever been. It, Not to have commercial success, but to have the success of positive influence. Yeah. To have that transmutation of energy. Yeah. And so the value in brain works is in the spirit of it. So try talking about selling the spirit of a company mm. to a venture capitalist. It's why I don't have many venture capitalist friends. Yeah, right. Uh, I love them. I admire them. We need them. I'm very pro private sector and profit. Make no mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, I was once criticized that someone significantly older uh, than me by 50 years said, Brad, it sounds to me like you want to develop a socialist democracy around here. Right. I'm just not for that. And I remember at the time just kind of folding over and being like, well, I guess you're right. In recent years, I've gone, no, that's exactly what I'm trying to build. Yeah. And I'm not talking about politics. <laughs> no. You know, I I'm talking about we've been able to create something. What can someone else bring out of that? Who are the possibilitarians who look at Brainworks and go, wow. Right. Over 11 years, you guys have done $20 million in sales. Yeah. From nothing. Yeah. And you've overcome fires and loss and lawsuits and all yeah. the things that go with it. Right. And I would say with the world's most modest profit line, yes, we did. Yeah. And people would say, where did it go? And I would say with 100% confidence, we gave it all away. Wow. And we gave it of ourselves. So it's not like we were always writing direct checks. Yeah. It was, it was that 10 to 1 value. Right. No matter who it was. You treat the small business so, like the billion dollar brand. The $20 million in billable, what does that actually represent? 100 million? In work? Easily. Wow. 
easily if you took it a, if you took it out of Atlantic Canada uh, and established a North American kind of fair market value. I think you could easily say that. Yeah. You know, the greatest thing that we ever learned was give until it hurts and then give a little more. Yeah. And if the criticism is I'm not the world's best business person or I'm a bad business person, I'm okay with yeah. that. As a small All example, example we, we just, just did, did some, some work for Truth and Reconciliation. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, I wasn't actually on it. The guys did it and someone came down. with It was a part of a larger documentary for the University of Manitoba. And, you know, person comes down from Manitoba and they go and perform, do these interviews with survivors. And, you know, we talked about it here internally. They didn't have a lot of money. And I just said, give them everything they want as much as they want for as long as they want it. Wow. That's it. That's and that's the magic. it. That's I mean, the magic. I have, I am like honored that we can help these Absolutely. people repair in a very small way, you know, and, and whatever else I can do in that regard, it's incumbent upon me. I mean, it just, you just, you just need to, to step up and do that but and good on you for doing it you know we've learned along the way that if you can do more yeah you sh not only should do more but you've been equipped and you're in a position to do more i'm privileged it's a privilege to be able to say yes to hard things mm -hmm. it's a privilege to be gifted the opportunity to work on anything let alone things that move the needle. Well, isn't it beautiful that we are in a position to actually work on things that matter, right, in that regard? And this is the world Human I hope interest to create. Stories. Yeah. I, I think, you know, fostering that entrepreneurial spirit inside of all of us, you know, everyone can be an entrepreneur in their own life. Yeah. They don't have to have a business. Yeah. But you know what's really interesting about all of this, about what you're saying, is you can be good and you can give, 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 and you can still make money. That's, that, that other model is a lie. Absolutely. And how much money do you need, by the way? And, you know, the answer to that is often, how far do you want to go? Mm -hmm. How much influence do you want to have? How much impact are you looking to have? In right? we've, we've invested far more into the company yeah. than the company has ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even factoring in actual revenue. Right. Those are dollars in. Yeah. And what a privilege to be in a position to make what felt like sacrifices at that time. But now what you know is they were just simply investments in getting from here to there. Yeah, that's right. It was what was needed. It is, you know, the world has very few people who do what it takes. Yeah. Because doing what it takes is painful and hard and scary and uncomfortable and sacrificial in a way. Um, and it's often very, very difficult. But there yeah. are those who do what it takes and there's everybody else. Yeah. I used to be everybody else. I'm trying to to find a way You're to there. be someone who always does you what it You definitely takes. have found your voice. Well, it's easy to talk about. It's very, yes. very difficult no, to well, do. The rubber <laughs> is hitting the road for sure. Ever. We also see uh, you're a proud owner of a private island. I, I got to hear about this. Tell us how that came to be and what it's like. Well, you're the first media person I've ever talked to about it. Okay. Uh, so the island was a, a fluke of a fluke of nature. Uh, it's in a flood zone in New Brunswick, which means it goes from being somewhere between seven acres and 10 acres, huh? depending on That's the water great. level. Yeah. Uh, and it's not in glamorous uh, tropical life. I saw the most beautiful, natural place that I had ever seen. And I remember being struck by what felt like a lightning bolt. Wow. Uh, as I sat there that day, uh, and I maybe have had that feeling once or twice in the entirety of my life. And this was the most I had ever felt it. Um, and I knew nothing. It wasn't a possibility at that time. 
I had no idea how anything like that would even be vaguely possible. And lo and behold, sure enough, the grace of the universe, the generosity of the former owners, the only owners the place had ever had. Yeah. I don't know why they were so generous with me mm. in the way that they are and the way that they were, because I absolutely was in no position to do this. Mm -hmm. And all I could offer them was the promise that I would bring out the potential that I saw within the property. Wow. And that was very meaningful to them um, because it meant so much to their family and former owner used to live in the farmhouse that is still at the top of the hill. So to get from the, to talk about, it's in the middle of nowhere. How big is the island? How many acres? So let's say safely it's seven acres. Seven acres, yeah. But we really got it because it's attached to 30 other acres. Uh -huh. So it's one of only two private islands in Canada connected by gated causeway. Wow. Which means you do not need a boat to right. come and go. Right. So that has a huge That's amount huge. of appeal. Yeah. And it allows you to do things like bring trucks, bring tents, host yep. events. Yeah do video productions, mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth. But we were able to secure the 30 acres connected to the property. Wow. Which we would now consider to be the blank canvas for what is one day to come on the other side of Brainworks. Last question. Brad, is there any advice you can give your younger self? So much advice. We could do a whole podcast on all the mistakes I've made and the lessons that I'm at least now learning or trying to learn, but get away from the wrong people as fast as you can mm -hmm. is probably the best advice that I have. And I struggle with it to this day. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just the human nature of it all. Yeah. And I would say the wrong people are the ones who are telling you that you are over the top or that you are not enough mm. or that you are too much. That's code. Yeah. For you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. But you have to get away from the wrong people. Yeah. And run towards the people whose eyes light up when they see you coming yeah. and who call you when they have good news mm. to share, not when they need or want something from you. Right. And that's hard. Yeah. I had a really hard time letting go of people. And one of the things, one of the concepts is simply everything has a season. Yeah. Some of them are short. If we're really lucky, some of them are a really long time. Yeah. But we have no time. We only have now. Yeah. Wonderful answer. Brad, I know you're busy. This this has been amazing. It's been a great chat. I've learned a lot and I cannot wait to see what you do next. I'm so grateful. And, and we'll I, have you back. Let's uh, let's try for that. See I'd what be happens. honored to be back. I've been so glad to be invited. I am an avid listener. And so to be on this side of the microphone is a really special thing for me. Thank you for your patience. I think for the listeners at home, James, let me reschedule this four or five or six times. As many times as you need it. And uh, I think it, it trusts the timing, as they say. We were able to talk about Michelle yes. uh, on this day of see, all days. See, it worked out. The cancellations all worked out. The cancellations worked out and we couldn't even see it no. uh, on the way through. So thank Beautiful. you for shining a light on this industry. Uh, it's not an easy industry, but it's a great no, one. It is. And Beautiful. I'm so honored to have been a part of it uh, for these last 11 years. And I'll do everything I can to promote the advancement of the creative sector uh, for absolutely as long as I can. That's, that's excellent. Thank you so much. That's it for us. Bye for now. Bye for now. Before we sign off, we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Patterson Outdoor. They are Canada's largest out-of-home advertising company, and they offer a wide range of advertising solutions for businesses of all sizes. Whether you're looking to promote your brand on billboards, transit ads, or digital screens, Patterson Outdoor has you covered. To learn more, head over to pattersonoutdoor.com. 
and to our listeners. We hope you found this episode helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media.